and welcome to the Big Spoon Podcast, where we talk about eating and drinking in San Antonio, Texas. My name is Jocelyn Rodas, and this week's guest is Tristan Maldonado, owner of Hops and Vines Distribution. We talk about his background, and he shares tips on how to have the best time at Saturday's San Antonio Beer Festival. Here's the Big Spoon. So hi guys, we're here with Tristan Maldonado, um, who owns Hop and Vine. Hops and Vines Distributor. Hops and Vine. Yeah. Because there is a Hop and Vine. There's restaurant. a Hop and Vine restaurant. Yeah. It, Did, and who opened first? What we was that we like? actually opened at the same time. Oh, so okay. uh, uh, Kelly Cavazos and her husband um, uh, opened that about the same time, and we we get that phone call quite often. As they actually get the phone call quite often too, like, hey, I need to order a keg. They're like, you need to call Tristan and his team, or hey, you need to make a reservation over at Kelly's restaurant. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's that's a fun. It's fun. Hurdle. It's fun. We're, they're they're <laughs> actually a great customer of ours. That's awesome. And you know, we, we they have really good food. So if you're in the you know northwest side of town, Alma Ranch, check them out. They've got great food, just like we've got great craft beer. So. So tell me, when did you start Hops and Vines? Yeah, so we started Hops and Vines in uh, t- 2015. So we're um, about to celebrate our third year, um, and um, we have really never looked back from that first day um, starting. And, and you, it, it, it's crazy how fast time flies when you're having fun, and how how fast time flies when you're when you're slinging really good craft beer around San Antonio and people are like, damn, that's really good. It's it's crazy how fast things go. But we started in 2015. So where were you coming from before? So I came from, um, my background's kind of, you know, uh, wines all over the place. I was with um, HEB mm-hmm. Corporate. Um, I was on the uh, fresh produce side. Mm-hmm. So I helped with all the strategy and marketing for um, the produce side of the business, the fresh produce side of the business. Before that, I worked for Jimmy Buffett in Margaritaville. Um, I worked for him for about um, about seven years um, and uh, was um, uh, in the marketing department as their director. So as a low-key parrot head, yeah. how often did you get to work with him? Uh, so uh, <laughs> I worked for the holdings company okay. and so we worked, so he is the principal of the holdings company, so there was about 25 of us that worked for him. Wow. Um, so it was, uh, he was, I mean we interfaced all the time. I was on tour with him seven months out of the year. Um, entertaining customers and building, you know, strategy for some of our holdings partners. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I was a San Antonio boy, you know, thrusted into a, a world of Margaritaville that I hadn't grew up with. I grew up with Clint Black and Fleetwood Mac and George Strait kind of thing. It was what my parents listened to. Never really Buffett, and got to experience um, his uh, his fans' lifestyle and got to experience in what we try to do here at Hops and Vines. I take a lot from Mr. Buffett and from uh, the Margaritaville organization and just living passion first and really following your passion and creating uh, creating lifestyles or creating brands. And that is what Margaritaville and Jimmy Buffett have done so incredibly well. Uh, so again, a lot of experience with that. And then before that, I was with Anheuser-Busch uh, up in St. Louis. So um, worked on specifically on launching Landshark Lager, which was uh, a collaboration between Margaritaville and Anheuser-Busch. Um, so that's kind of my crazy background to that where I am. It is pretty windy, yeah. It is windy, <laughs> but um, I, like I had mentioned, I'm a San Antonio boy and fell in love with a girl um, here in town and was tired of being on the road and, and had an entrepreneurial thirst. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do something that would make an impact in San Antonio and make an impact with the folks that call San Antonio home. And, you know, it's it's funny. You talk to people all over the state and all over the country and 
a lot of folks, you know, they have a lacklustering uh, passion for their town. If you're from Cincinnati, some people are like, yeah, Greater Saxony is the best. San Antonio is just, you're so proud to be part of this community. Yeah. And so that's where I'd made the conscious decision to move back home, um, leave Margaritaville, work for HEB, because they understand our community better than really anybody um, and needed to understand what they understood about our community and how to be a, a, a vested partner in the development of San Antonio and um, be a uh, uh, just a, a good quality citizen and so um, uh, that's what you know I, I decided San Antonio was just such a perfect opportunity to, to bring our services here so as far as I mean what accounts would our listeners be familiar with um, so we work with um, we work with numerous uh, Texas craft breweries. So currently, right now, we're big believers in supporting local. Um, and so, if you look at our portfolio on HopsAndVinesDistributing.com, uh, all of our breweries are within our state lines. And so that's something that's very near and dear to our hearts. Um, so we work with local, uh, and that's kind of anybody within the state lines um, breweries. So Legal Draft. Excuse me, we work with Buffalo Bayou out of Houston, we work with Oak Islands out of Dallas, we work with um, Cellus out of Austin, Freetail out of San Antonio, uh, New Braunfels out of New Braunfels, and just the list goes on and we really try to find those unique um, or uh, like-minded individuals that are making really good juice and we can sell, but those would be some of the ones that you would And as far as wine? Yeah, so, so, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. so we, the genesis of this company also was based around wine. Um, one of my really good, one of my best friends, uh, his family is one of the largest grape growers in the state, and uh, he was a civil engineer for the Corps of Engineers, and back in 20, I think it was like 2011 or 2012, he was sitting at our loft at the Pearl, and we were having dinner, and he's like, I think I'm going to stop being, I think I'm going to stop building hospitals and bridges for the government, I'm going to make wine with my family's graves, and it was like, that sounds like the greatest <laughs> idea ever, because I would love to have a best friend that has a winery, because then I won't have to pay for wine. Right. Uh, so uh, his name's Andrew Sides, and his his winery is Lost Ross Cellars, and so he did it, and he started to really uh, capture attention because of just his family's presence in the industry, and he studied under some of the best winemakers in the state, and so he had approached um, my business partner and I and said, hey, here's the deal, like I need some help in the wholesale side, I don't really understand it, and I don't necessarily want to work with somebody that I'm not going to be as important as I would be to you uh, and so we started to figure out how that would look and so we support the Texas wine industry uh, if you look at our portfolio as well it's hundred percent Texas and we um, are big believers in the Truth and Labeling Act and so what that is is um, we want to support those Texas wineries that are only using hundred percent Texas grown fruit um, and so we uh, work with uh, four different wineries in the state um, and uh, that, that takes us, so we're a statewide wine wholesaler, so we cover about 10,000 square miles. Um, and then we um, are a San Antonio-based uh, craft beer distributor, and we cover about 17 counties, 16 counties surrounding Bear County. Um, so yeah, wine is huge, I love wine. I, what I love about this job, and what I love about what we do, is we support, uh, we support folks and families that uh, are really innovative and creative in their in their skill set, which mm -hmm. is making really great quality beer or really great quality wine. And th the quality sometimes can be objective, but it also can be subjective. And what we really enjoy is the story behind it. 
the story behind you know who we're working with and what makes them different and why they get up every day and they put uh, their best foot forward in creating the best product for you the consumers out in the field so I mean Zillis for instance is one of the few female brewers in Texas and her yep. family's been brewing for how long oh I mean, gosh Dakota Dakota is killing it um, Christine Sellis's uh, daughter and then Christine um, you know really kind of learned and and uh, her father Pierre um, started brewing uh, long time ago in Belgium created Who Garden wow. um, and then moved his family uh, with Christine to uh, Austin, Texas and they were the first craft brewery in, in Austin back in the early 90s um, and you know just the revitalization of what her and her daughter have been able to do being a woman-led organization um, it's just it's it's incredible mm -hmm. like it's absolutely incredible and, and I don't mean the woman own organization is incapable what I just mean by that is that is so unique yeah. in such a, a historically male dominated industry that it's just like I mean I got three sisters and a mom so yeah. I love to support women <laughs> no, I don't think that sounded so. like anything other than support um, so tell me a little bit about I mean how uh, three years in how is it different from the HB time the you know the Margaritaville time like what are you learning as a as a boss yeah as your own boss you know the biggest thing that that I think I'm learning um, is uh, the the true true definition of, of people leading or leading people and what we want to do here and that's why anybody that joins our team we personally review our mission our vision and our values because what I want to create is a permanent place for all of our our, our um, employees and their families to be here forever and what I also recognize is that I can't do everything. I can't do all the back door, the back house stuff and the front of house stuff and, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. I need really great people that are really invested in this company mm -hmm. and in our vision um, that is value-based um, to make us successful and get us here. So, you know, that is leading people is one of the things that I probably underestimated the most. And, you know, it's just probably a byproduct of me being such a passion-driven person like oh everyone's gonna be you know fired up and <laughs> but what I I guess I didn't truly recognize was you know somebody's got a life outside of work and they've got a you know relationship or they have children or they have whatever the, the stressors in life are and so what I have to do is is be the inspirational leader all the time and what do we need to do to make you more uh, well-rounded from a professional perspective and hopefully from a personal perspective to where you don't ever want to go look for another job because you know that this is a permanent place that you can continue to grow and so that has been one of the things that I've learned the most and has been um, uh, probably the steepest learning curve mm -hmm. um, we've been really uh, really lucky in, in recruiting really top talent in the industry uh, that you know, either want to really drive craft beer or just want to work for something or someone that wants them to be a vested partner in this business and building it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're our merchandiser or you're up to our VP of sales. You matter. Everybody matters here. Our overnight warehouse picker, they're just as important as our VP of sales or me. And that's what we've really tried to do is build that value-based company to where we give 100.0% to our job every single day. And so that's that's been fun and really challenging and just 
thought-provoking too in the last three yeah, years. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that gets lost in the entrepreneurial talk is that leadership that's right. is so important. It's, it's so important. Luckily, we can have productive conversations and, and, and work on um, different developmental areas for everybody on our team, myself included, but we're a beer and wine wholesaler so we can crack a cold beer or have a <laughs> glass of wine and, yeah. and uh, have a little bit more of a productive conversation. But, but I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think somebody has an idea, I'm going to open a restaurant or I'm going to open a, a brewery or I'm going to open up a boutique hotel or I'm going to do, I'm going to create an app or whatever the entrepreneurial idea or vision is. I think the, the biggest word of advice is, is make sure that you either are willing to develop as a leader or learn. And, and that means learning the leadership skills, taking courses, doing research, being open communicating that's okay to make a mistake and if as long as we made the right we were make trying to make the right decision for the company and ourselves um, but also and if that's not something that interests you and you really have a great idea it would also be to surround yourself with somebody that's really good at that and we've got you know as I'm developing we've got really great people on our team that uh, it's natural for them to be a people leader and to really keep everybody inspired and kind of be the the police as well as you know the the Switzerland of the world so it's um <laughs> we all need a Switzerland. it's been fun but yeah that and then just staying true to your vision it's so easy in an entrepreneurial environment to get off vision because you've got you know you've got to generate revenue or you need to you know push harder on developing your app or whatever and and there's always the opportunity to cut a corner to do something that's off vision and the discipline that takes to stay on vision is probably one of the hardest things as well because it's super easy to make a quick hasty decision but you got to get into this and what we're trying to build here is a legacy wholesaler that our children all of our you know 16 people that work for us mm -hmm. their children that the ones that do have children can come and work here when they're of age and can come it's not a, like it's not a traditional office no. so it's kind of like the startup of distributors in that sense where it has a little lofty space and it's pretty big in the yeah. front. Um, it's got a de-exposed brick wall, right. like the super. And you're also in the middle of downtown. Or yep. what, I mean, it, what it, what side of town are we calling this? So, um, geez, <laughs> what is it the called north side of downtown. Yeah. Um, the uh, I don't know what the quarter. It's south of uh, it's south of the Pearl, north of La Soya or the Alma Plaza. So yeah. it's right where the old Express News um, area was. Or the uh, the big AT and T center where uh, now CPS is going to be moving into. Um, we're close to the Kearns office. Yeah. We're close to a lot of different things. Uh, we're at Alamo and and, and yeah, Alamo eight. and Brooklyn yeah. and Eighth is on the other side. Um, and uh, we're really proud to be down here. And it's it's a lot more fun to be able to head to a meeting on a bird or a you know a uh, <laughs> lime or a bicycle. We've got four or five bicycles in the office, so let's. On a beautiful day, let's go grab some lunch down the street and yeah. you know, be able to. So then we'll be seeing you at the beer festival this yeah. Saturday. Yeah, oh yeah, big so time. Who's going to be there? Oh gosh, all all of our um, all of our partners are going to be there. Um, we've been a really big supporter of um, the San Antonio Beer Festival. Um, that's really kind of our launch pad or our showcasing event um, where we can capture uh, a lot of great people that might be entering into the craft beer world or already craft um, beer nerds or you know aficionados or however they want to define themselves <laughs> um, but it's a really great opportunity for our brewers that might be in Pearland Texas or might be in uh, 
Arlington, Texas, or wherever they might be, not in San Antonio, to be in front of everybody that is going to be those movers and shakers of the craft beer movement in San Antonio that are going to the beer festival. And we can really hope, hopefully open their eyes to really quality juice yeah. um, from so many different pr producers. So all of our, um, our partners, our brewery partners are going to be there. We're also um, the only um, uh, Texas wine or the only wine that's going to be at the festival because we also recognize that not, everyone loves beer. not everybody loves beer and there are times where you get bearded out and you're like oh my gosh I need a crisp glass of white wine or yeah. you know I just want a glass of rosé or something other than beer and palate I don't cleansing. want yeah. palate cleansing <laughs> and like an adulting hard but we're going to have our wineries there too that are supporting uh, the Texas industry and, and their young guns just similar to our craft brewers that are going to be there talking about their product too so we're I mean this is our third year uh, it's so fascinating to just think about from my perspective where we started from to where we are now. And mm -hmm. I, I'm sure a lot of people don't know Hops and Vines Distributing, um, but they've just been introduced to really great craft beer. And that's, that's, that means that we're doing our job correctly. And when we first started three years ago at the beer festival, I think we had three tents. And then the year after that, we had probably let's call it seven eight tens and now we basically are on an entire corridor wow. on the other side of the park um, with all of our partners there and, and it's just it's such a rewarding feeling to walk through the beer festival and see somebody at your booth that you know what we we like to call ourselves the purveyor of craft beer here in san antonio and being the purveyor we've got to also be the forager and being the foragers you got to find quality juice that we can bring to san antonio mm -hmm. uh, and sitting back at the beer festival and seeing these great unbelievable breweries and wineries that there's you know eight to ten thousand people enjoying and they enjoy your product and they're going into you know the rating untapped or whatever it is and saying this is the best beer ever or whatever <laughs> it's just like dang like that's so cool. That is so, so do you cool. get to enjoy the festival or are you working alongside with them? Too? Oh, we're working. Yeah. We're hustlers. We, uh, <laughs> you can't sit down. for No, hours. we can't yeah. sit down. And the moment that we do sit down, something happens. So we're as the distributor there, um, we're our support to our breweries. And so that means, you know, troubleshooting jockey boxes and making sure that things are iced down and making sure that the keg is, is properly flowing and, and getting more cups and, um, keeping the beer rotated and trying to engage with customers. Uh, it's a crazy long day. I remember last year after the uh, festival, I think I went home and literally laid under the ceiling fan on the cold floor just to, I mean, cool off because yeah. my bones were, <laughs> I mean, just steamingly hot. But it is, it's so, but we do get to enjoy, you know, some great libations. You know, they're, this industry is very small. Uh, it might seem a lot very large to the consumer that might not know, understand wholesale or distribution or just brewing, but the industry is also very small and tight knit. And so we're all friends. Um, whether you work for another wholesaler or another brewery that we don't work with, we still love craft beer. And so it's fun to be able to walk through and talk to Marcus at Weathered Souls or you know, talk to, you know, some Mark at Ranger Creek and say, hey, what do you got today? Right. Here's what we got. Like, this is what we're really proud of and being able to share it. Even though we don't produce it, we're, we act as if we are the producer because we want to have that passion. 
for all of our brands. And so you definitely enjoy, but you got to enjoy moderation. So let's talk about some tips because that's yeah. what we're, you know, we want to make sure that people have fun and enjoy themselves and aren't going to be hurting the next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's right. Well, I'll tell you a great product for the next day is uh, New Braunfels. Um, uh, they're pickle Berliner Weiss uh, with and Bloody like Mary and a michelada. Yeah, yes. it's it's the dynamite hair of the dog. But yeah, I mean, I think we we obviously want everybody to be safe. Um, and so some of the biggest tips for that I always talk to friends and and folks that are joining the beer festival for the first time is is go in with a plan, right? And when you go in with a plan, um, you got to make the decision that you're there for um, to educate and to further you know, kind of grow your knowledge of the craft beer industry. I mean, you have a first-hand experience, the first-hand experience to talk to these, the, the, the person, the girl or guy that made the dang beer. Yeah. So when you're able to ask questions uh, that you might not know, and there's no dumb question to ask, um, that's a great plan to have. Or you're just like, you know what, I just want to go have fun with my friends. Well, then do it with moderation and, you know, take Uber or Lyft or, a, you know, a right. take the via. Um, but I think going in with a plan, what is your style of beer that you like? What is the style of beer that you want to become knowledgeable or you want to like? It's, I mean, this weather is incredible right now. And so mm -hmm. stouts and porters are kind of the perfect beer. And so maybe you're an IPA fan. It's interesting and because we get a lot of like October fasty leftover beer and pumpkin beers since it's kind of the month for that. But then... The last few years it had been so hot that it's like i don't want the stout and porter yeah so hopefully people do bring those out oh yeah we're gonna have a ton and um i, I agree with you it's it's crazy how things are just seasonally based in the beer world but, but in san antonio we have like three seasons no two we seasons. have like two maybe one, one. maybe, maybe <laughs> one but it's it's yeah i think that that's a great tip is if you're you know interested in in a style Go that go into the festival with your tickets for the samples and educate yourself on that. Like, hey, I really want to get into stouts. The weather is kind of perfect. I'm gonna make chili next week, and I'm gonna, you know, I want to understand what should I be tasting, what should I not be tasting, what makes a stout different than a porter, what right. is all of that. And so I think having that objective in mind is helpful. Um, but all the while, kind of just pace yourself, and we're not gonna run out of beer. It's so, also a long day. It's also a long day, so we're not going to run out of beer. So use it as a chance. The most beautiful thing about beer and wine, and part of the reason why we started this company, is it doesn't matter if you're at the top of the mountain or you're at the bottom you're, and you have the last dollar in your pocket. There is beer and wine, and we'll talk beer for the festival. There is a place for beer in that. If you just got a promotion or just found out that you and your wife are expecting mm -hmm. or you just lost your job, there is a opportunity for beer to uh, allow you to escape the reality. And so going with that mentality of just let's escape the worries of the world and be with eight to 10,000 other like-minded individuals that want to embrace craft beer, talk to people, take, take your time. You don't have to get up there and slam beers like we're in college. We, I mean, it's an opportunity well, to meet your neighbor. Well, it's a lot worse too if we try that nowadays. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. There's no chance. I, I tried to do it a couple weekends ago for a, my son's birthday party, and I was smoked the next day. I was like, "Oh, jeez, when are you yeah. gonna learn your lesson?" The, the, the hangover turns into a whole day and a half's worth of like, "Why did I do that to myself?" Um, Not enough Advil in the world. Exactly. <laughs>
Cool. Any other tips for people before we wrap up? Just come into the beer festival with an open mind. Um, you know, you might see something, hear something, be told of a beer that sounds crazy. That is, that is what makes San Antonio Beer Festival the best beer festival and just such an incredible opportunity because you can go in and try something you've never wanted to try before. How about a beer made with hay from New Braunfels Brewing Company? Or how about a, a chocolate stout barrel-aged in rum, uh, rum barrels, wet rum barrels, or uh, an IPA aged in wet Texas gin barrels? Like just these, go in with an open mind and listen to somebody's, the producer's vision because they're all artists. They are. They might not be the best painter, uh, but they're an artist in making really great craft beer, and that is the essence of craft beer. And so, going in with an open mind and just absolutely, I'll, I'll try that. Like, tell me why I should like this, and yeah. and reserve your judgment to your car, your book that you can, you know, put your tasting notes in there or in Untapped, and you know that's that's fine too. But coming in with an open mind is, I think, one of the biggest um, misses for a lot of people, and. Um, I think one of the biggest tips for, for a lot of people to have fun and make it worth your, your time and your money you spent. So cool. it's fun. We're, I mean, it's craft beer is so incredible. Uh, it's just, it, it, it makes me get up every day and it makes me hit my pillow at night uh, pretty so hard every day. So what was your first beer? Like what was the hook beer for you? On the craft side? Um, oh geez. Uh, probably uh, a brewery out of San Francisco. Um, uh, called 21st Amendment was um, probably one of the first aha moments and I remember I was on tour with Margaritaville and Jimmy Buffett and we were in DC I was sitting at a pizza place and somebody said hey you want to try this beer that was made with 400 pounds of fresh watermelon and I was like yeah like that sounds <laughs> awesome and I tried it and it was one of those magical moments that you're just like wait that's awesome and I had been with a large brewery that you know, they make great beer. And Heisen Bush makes good beer too. But it was just that story and the four hundred pounds of fresh watermelon like put into the you know, the fermenter to, yeah. you know, give it that and that was it. And then, you know, when we started building this business, um, it, it it's you know, every one of our beers is just fan freaking tastic. And so I, I have those aha moments every day and every time I crack open one of our uh, brewery partners beers that we might be tasting that might be brand new or is something we've been you know selling and distributing out to the market for three years now uh, you still have those aha moments where it's like this is why craft beer is badass this is why I love my job because I could be selling something else or I could be doing something else that I'm sure I could find the fun in it but cracking something open and listening to somebody's story like gives me that yeah. aha moment every freaking time. I think that's one thing that we don't think about as much when it comes to um, beer and cocktails, like in wine, the story behind it. Like, We're, That's what we tell, <laughs> when we bring somebody onto our team and we talk about it in our sales meetings or company meetings, we are storytellers and that is our first that is our, we're a storyteller and we're a, a solution provider. And so we're, we're, our job is out there telling the story of, of you know, why Celis White is the best Belgian wit or why, you know, what's the story behind Freetail's Conservesa or, you know, any of our partners, we're the storyteller of that. And then secondary to that, we're the solution provider. Like 
decision maker at bar, restaurant, or grocery, or liquor store, where are you lacking? Where are your customers asking for? Well, I just told you the story of why this would be a great solution to maybe a miss or a gap in your portfolio. And so I, I agree with you. Uh, the story is just, it's what fires me up. I mean, listening to some of these brewer, brewers or winemakers and you're like, you did what? <laughs> like you went and harvested at what? Like that is you hand awesome. peeled ex- what? Like how you hand peeled? <laughs> like, yeah. Like you, yeah. you know, you did, did this or you went where and found that inspiration and, that's what it just fires me up every day and keeps us motivated because it's um it's so it's such a unique and dynamically changing industry. You have people's palates that are changing from you know IPAs are huge. Well now people are their palate is kind of getting exhausted of that palate draining IPA and they're really getting into you know dry hopped pilsners or pilsners. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's legal drafts nowhere but Texas or independence you know native texan um, that easy drinking crushable beer to you know what we're doing on on the uh, the stout side in san antonio it's 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 so fascinating to see this like just people's palate getting more dynamic and it's changing it makes our job really hard because it's like this is going to be super popular no they're past that point and that's where we have to get really good at looking at trends and looking at data to yeah. Understand where the market's going. I'm still kind of stuck on sours, if I'm being completely honest. Like I, I love sours. It's one of my most, it's probably the most underrated. Sours and ghosts, that's, I could drink it all day. You're right. You're right. I mean, it, it, it chemically does things to your palate that makes you want to have another sip. And when I drink a beer, I, I, yes, I want to have complexity and depth and all the things that make it fun. But truly, what really gets me excited as a beer drinker it, or a wine drinker is finding that beer that makes you or that glass one that makes you want to take another sip not oh my gosh that's i'm gonna you know sit on that but that's <laughs> but you know what's the beautiful thing about craft beer too is everybody has a different palate a different we like sours somebody might not like sours yeah. and there's something for everybody um, but i agree with you sours are are just a freaking such a cool category they're fun. and they're fun and they're always different they're changing. i also feel like they're easier to blend with the spirit yeah, I if mean, I'm feeling like I want to go there, it's like okay, I can blend this with a good tequila and it'll be fine. I think that's also s- such a it's such a great point. Beer cocktails and beer blending is, I mean, it's so fun because mm-hmm. you can take you know like you can make a um, it's called a uh, schnozberry um, with Cellus and it's their dark odyssey, their their um, um, stout, mm-hmm. and then take their Cellus raspberry. And you have this chocolate raspberry tasting beer. It's delicious, <laughs> and you can make these cocktails um, that you otherwise like. Uh, beer is beer that needs to stay in my bottle. No, there's so many cool things you can cook with it. You can make beer cocktails. You know, like we had a uh, shandy this summer um, from Legal Draft, and it was a grapefruit ginger, and it was unreal with uh seersucker gin vodka or um seersucker gin. gin yeah and that cocktail was just like this is the i mean definition of summer right here and it's beer and gin and otherwise you're like no those are two separate things it's like no it, no they're not and that's where the opportunities are endless with beer and i mean we could go on and on and we on could and on. yeah <laughs> it's just such a cool category and it makes people happy yeah. um so and it's it keeps people creative um so yeah. yes 
Okay. Well, thank you for your time yeah. and for letting us chat, and we'll see you Saturday. Yeah, we'll see you Saturday. Um, we're excited to um, provide great beer for San Antonio and continue to, and the beer festival is just a, a really great opportunity, so thanks for letting us be part of it, and and um, we, we look forward to continuing to to build the craft beer community here in San Antonio, brick by brick, beer, or beer by beer, I beer should by say. Beer. <laughs> thank you. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Big Spoon Podcast, the San Antonio Current Podcast with music by Chris Condi, produced by Jaime Monzon, and hosted by me, Jessely Salas. Send any questions, comments, concerns, or kudos to flavor at essaycurrent.com. See you next time.